Welcome to the Devil Unfiltered Podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nuffy, and Anafai Budner. We are here to engage, educate, and help hopefully empower you. Today's episode is going to be about Ramadan, especially because we are in the holy month of Ramadan. Fasting is important during Ramadan as it allows Muslims to devote themselves to their faith and come closer to Ya Allah. Fasting is one of the five pillars of Islam, which form the basis of how Muslims live their lives. Muslims believe that Ramadan teaches them practice, to practice self-discipline, self-control, sacrifice, and empathy for those who are less fortunate. Today we have with us the amazing founder of the Raleigh Islamic Institute, Ustas Usman Jalo. So we're going to have a conversation that is open. We're going to ask different questions and the Ustas is here to guide us as he's the one that is most landed when it comes to the Quran and the religion. Welcome to the Devil Unfiltered show, Ustas Usman Jalo. Welcome. Welcome. Mashallah. Thank you so much, everybody, uh, for having me. It is a pleasure having uh, been with you and also to shed light on uh, some of the rulings in Ramadan and some aspects of our deen. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions, uh, inshallah, uh, to the best of my ability. And inshallah, uh, if, uh, if you have anything that you wanted to ask regards to Ramadan or anything regarding our beautiful religion, I'll be more than happy to, to do that, inshallah. Thank you. So I'm going to start off with my question. This is a burning question for me. Um, and the question is, when it comes to family members or friends or co-workers who malice each other during the year and fail to ask for forgiveness during Ramadan, what does that mean for their fasting? Whether Would it's you- siblings or, or it's co-workers or it's friends. You know, in, in Gambia, we have a culture of tongo. When you don't get along, when you disagree, you just stop speaking to each other. So what, what happens if you don't ask for forgiveness during Ramadan? Now, uh, is, it, is, it, is that Anna, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, Anna. And also, I would also wanted to, you know, uh, point out, uh, uh, you know, some of uh, the members of the panel, you know, uh, our Mary. So I know very well, mashallah, and Dr. Uh, Nafi Sise, and uh, you know, being the co- the being the host of the program. So first of all, I acknowledge your presence and I uh, thank you for having me. But again, regarding the question that you ask, uh, Anna, uh, when it comes to like uh, seeking forgiveness, I think like in Islam, rights are distributed from the get go. You know, it is not about only Ramadan. But uh, one of the things that Islam uh, tells us to be very mindful is the rights of others, you know, to make sure that you don't violate the right of others, even if it is not Ramadan. You just have to make sure that you give everybody their due rights. Taking somebody's right, there's a lot of repercussions or consequences of taking somebody's rights. Either you see those repercussions or those consequences in this world or in the hereafter. And there is a famous saying of the Prophet ﷺ. He once asked the companions and asked them, do you know who is the loser, who is a bankrupt person? 
and some of his companions who were with him uh, said a bankrupt person, a person that has, you know, was wealthy or had a very, you know, successful business, but, you know, he, he, he lost everything. And the Prophet ﷺ replied to them, no, that's not, it sounds like a bankrupt person, but it, by definition, that is not really a bankrupt person. So the Prophet ﷺ and defining bankrupt, bankruptcy, like who is a bankrupt person. So he said to them, a bankrupt person is someone who had worked so hard in this world, you know, in regards to doing good deeds, but he have wronged other people. He have violated the rights of people. He have taken the rights of other people. Now, when he returns back to Allah, he returns back to God, then those rights, those violations that he did or she did, those, are, those violations will be taken from his good deeds to an extent that all his good deeds will be exhausted. And then what will end up, the people's bad deeds will be transferred to him. And at the day, end of the day, Allah will be so mad at him or her and he will be dragged into hellfire and may Allah save us. So when it comes to it, it is not like, you know, uh, there are a lot of, you know, mis, you know, misconception or there are many things that people tend to believe that must be done before Ramadan, but it has nothing to do with Ramadan. It must be mm -hmm. something, you know, this has to, this, this mm -hmm. must be something that is our, that is the, that is the teaching of our Islamic faith by giving everybody their due rights. So, then try mm -hmm. your best to make sure that you give this person their rights. You know, mm -hmm. especially in Ramadan, it's, it's very common, and it is also the tradition of the Prophet that he will seek forgiveness because you want it because of what is in Ramadan and what Ramadan comes, you know, come to give us and what mm -hmm. Allah has put in Ramadan. So with that clean sheet, you enter in Ramadan. That's why the Prophet, it was his tradition to do that. So I don't know whether that answers your question, but again, mm -hmm. regarding that, you just have to make sure that you give everybody they do rights well even before Ramadan. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I think that actually covers it a, a lot. So pretty much, you're just saying in essence, don't be fake about it. <laughs> like you know, you should have you know really um, apologized before <laughs> or whatever you need to do, like squash that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think really mainly apologize and right before Ramadan, but don't just try to fake it because it's Ramadan and keep asking, you know, yes. whatever, and then thinking, oh, okay, it's all clean slate, but then, you know, you still have that um, animosity or whatever it is like in your heart. Um, and like the Quran says, Allah knows everything that's in the, in the heart, whether you say it or not. So um, thank you. My question um, for, for you, uh, Uncle Ustas, it's, it's centered around the female, the feminine. And I know a lot of women do ask this question because I've, I've read it, um, I've read it um, on articles, on blogs, on I've listened to it on podcasts where uh, women ask, is it okay for them to fast while they're in their time of the month where they're on, you know, menstruating or whatever? Um, so, my question is that, like, you know, some women even go into detail where to say, what if I'm not having a full month cycle and that I'm just only spotting? Am I OK too fast? And I've heard here there like different uh, contradicting answers. 
So I would like to hear your take. What do you think the the answer would be for you? Hi, thank you so much, uh, our, and 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 I think like by using Uncle o- Uncle Ostas, and <laughs> we, we 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 know where to get get Uncle Smart <laughs> from. Yeah, from TJ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But but that's good. So regarding the question that you ask, like when somebody in, you know, in, in her menses or period, so mm-hmm. Islamically, you know, you are not allowed to, you know, to fast. You're not even, you know, likewise, you're not allowed to pray. You're not allowed to fast. For these fasting days that you miss, you have to make it up. You know, you have to make sure that you make it up, uh, you know, before the next Ramadan comes. So that is the Islamic ruling on it. Now, when it comes to like, you know, there's what normal menses or normal periods. And sometimes, you know, there are, you know, irregularities. Mm-hmm. Now, what Islam, what Islam tells you that uh, there's a time that that is the normal menses of a, you know, normal period of a woman. Now, mm-hmm. once those that period is met, now, whatever comes out of it, it becomes like something irregular. So, that, you know, it's not something that normally hap- hap- you know, happens. So mm-hmm. right, right now you have to just make sure that, you know, the period I have cleared, but this is something kind of like a sickness or something. Mm-hmm. I should not just hold on to it, but I should clean myself, take bath and go go with my fasting. I hope mm-hmm. that answers your questions. Yeah, that, that actually that answers my question. I don't know if Nafi has a follow up because I could hear that. Mm. So Nafi, maybe no, 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 I, that. I, okay. that makes sense. Right, uh, right. So I, I do have another question as well, um, Ustaz here. And so my, I just wanted to piggyback a little bit on what you just mentioned about um, the asking for forgiveness. The question that Anna initially asked about during Ramadan, you know, we all ask each other for forgiveness and some, you know, whether some of you... Whether, whether some of us ask or we don't. Now, what I would like to highlight, because I've noticed this quite a bit, is that we as a, as in, in our community, we have we're now on autopilot where during Ramadan, I get bombarded with text messages from people I haven't heard throughout the whole year. Like it's an autopilot thing. Uh, like, you know, I forgive you. You better forgive me. Like it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we always do this because we think if we say the words, I forgave you, forgive me, automatically the other person also regurgitates to you, I forgive you. we move on till the next year and we do the same thing over and over. But I doubt, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just a checklist that we have nowadays when it's Ramadan is coming. We text everybody and like, a, it's not a personal text because when I get it, it's, you could tell that it's just a, cut and paste kind of a text that everybody's sending everybody. So it's not, there's no personal touch to it to say, Hey, forgive me because I did this and this and that to you. You know, it's not nothing personal. It's not, there's no personal touch to it. So in a sense, you're not really apologizing. You're just checking a box to say, I sent it to everybody. I'm moving on, you know, to the next thing I need to do for Ramadan. And I think it's important that we touch on that. If you offended somebody and Ramadan has come, you need to take a moment to actually acknowledge what you did and say you're sorry instead of just sending a blanket text to everybody. Hey, forgive me if I wronged you and I forgave you. You know if you wrong somebody in most cases. Sometimes, yeah, it's we don't know if we've wronged you. So 
you you can say if I you know if I wronged you unintentionally, but the intention the intentional parts of wrongdoing we have to acknowledge those to be forgiven, but we don't. So I just thought that that was interesting uh, thing to bring up just to let people know that it's not an autopilot thing where we text each other. Mm-hmm. So blanket taxes. Hey, forgive me. Let's move on. You know, it's not an, like our Mary said, it's not authentic. It looks fake and it feels fake. And you feel almost sometimes um, you, you feel like you have to say, oh, yeah, I forgive you. You know what I mean? Right, right. And now, when it comes to uh, uh, if I would add something to what you just said, when it comes when it regards to forgiveness, I think I, I just uh, uh, highlighted some points. But I think like there are, there's something very important when it comes to seeking forgiveness. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, sometimes the forgiveness, that, the forgiveness that you seek between you and your Lord and the forgiveness that is, you know, uh, the wrongs that happen between us as, you know, uh, one another, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with one another. So these are, when it comes to forgiveness, Islamically, what is considered to be, for, you know, uh, an accepted repentance when somebody you know ask for forgiveness or somebody ask for repentance from Allah or his fellow human beings ask for forgiveness the conditions are you must number one you must remorse you mm. must acknowledge mm. that I have done wrong mm-hmm. that acknowledgement because because if you before you can solve and I think Dr. Nafi would you know would you know would accept this before mm-hmm. you can treat a, a patient, you must diagnose <laughs> number one to know what is what he's really what Correct. is his real sickness or diseases. So number one, you must acknowledge acknowledgement of you know I committed wrong to this person and you know that you did it. Now once you have done that, then you must ask for forgiveness for the person that you know what I I seek forgiveness for what I you know for what I for what I did, and also mm-hmm. you remorse. You must be regretful of the act that you have done. And you must have an intention that I will never go back to what I've done. Now, if it is when, when it comes to like, uh, you know, uh, slandering somebody or, you know, uh, in, in front of or backbiting somebody in front of, you know, uh, you know, some people, then you have to make sure to do some effort. The wrongs that you made against that person, you go and try to fix it to the same people that you, you slandered him at or her. Like mm-hmm. if I, for instance, slandered, you know, uh, our, you know, I say something about our in front of where she is not, she was not here or she is not present. Now, the people that I said about our, I should do my level best to go and said to go and talk good about our so that the impression that they had about our because sometimes people can say something about somebody. And some people build an impression around that person, a very wrong impression. Mm-hmm. And that you find out that that's not even a person because some, some people act out of hatred. They act out mm-hmm. of hatred and they go and make up something. Now, it is your responsibility for the one that slandered to go and fix and set something good in order to compensate the slandering. Now, if it's mm-hmm. something that the rights that you have taken, you know, those rights that you've confiscated from, from, from the person, you have to make sure you give it to them. For instance, you take his money, you take his, you, his belonging, it is or her belonging, you have to make sure that you, you give it. Now, when it comes to like, you know, somebody, you know, because I think, uh, you know, messages have been sent. You know, sometimes I've, I receive so many messages and sometimes to be very, to be very honest, I don't reply to even all these messages because I don't have time that I'll, I'll occupy my whole day trying to message back to these people. 
you know, and sometimes just as you said, it's just like something recorded and they pass it on to one another and things like that. And it could sometimes mean means to be directed to you. But in reality, you're going to find out that, you know, those messages. But again, what Islam tells us, it is not those messages, whether you fake it. Now, Islam, there's nothing like when you're doing something, you fake it. You have to either apologize or if you're trying to, you know, some one of the mistakes that we commit sometimes, we try to outsmart Allah. That we try to do our own things the way we want without truly acting upon the teachings of our faith. So when that happens, then you are you you're not trying to fool the fool us. You trying you you trying to put yourself in a situation which is like you know, which which is really very bad because you're trying to you 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 you're insinuating that Allah does not know what you what you reaped through intention, and Allah is the one who sees and knows and you know and you know knows everything. So I think like when, once you you know somebody, you know knows that you know you did something wrong. Don't have that pride. You know, just reach out. And you know what? There's a lot of, even like if somebody, even you, you, you have issues with somebody. For instance, you know, in Islam, there's nothing like Tongo. Islam, you know, there were issues that will come. But these issues need to be solved, you know, as soon as possible. And there are only some exceptions that will make it, that will give you the allowance to, to prolong it. But in Islam, at most three days, you cannot do tongue on it. You know, you cannot say, I'm not going to talk to somebody, have issues with somebody for more than three days. I'm not going to talk like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be biased here. It's very common among right. our people. You know, that <laughs> they, 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 they would just like, you know, tongue or, you know, it takes like months, years. I said, what? How, what where, where did this come from? This is not mm -hmm. the teaching of our faith. Our faith, you know, want us to forgive one another. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ during the month of, because of what I said at the beginning, what is in Ramadan, he wants to enter Ramadan with this clean sheet, whereby he asks for forgiveness. Even though the person you, you the person, person did not wrong you, but it does not, it's just like out of like humbleness, humility, that one reaches out to you and said, you know, forgive me. What, that's the only people that have that power, that strength are those who are humble. A pride, a boastful person would not would not want to even say sorry to nobody. You know, he feels like you know, man, mako nangu. No, the makoda. You know, that kind of pride. You know, and those are the things that consume us. Those are the things that you know, that 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 takes a lot of things from us. The brave are the one who are able to forgive, and it was those things were exemplified by the Prophet ﷺ. He exemplified. You know, he no matter what was done to him, at the end of the day, when he gained the upper hand. What did he say? I forgive all of you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank thank you so much for that. Um, mm -hmm. so now what what um my my follow well, I guess this is my question now. My question is if you can just give us a little information about what Ramadan um is truly about, so we have an a sense of of what it is, because I feel like some like growing up, we all had different ideas of what Ramadan truly is about. And so I wanted you to touch on up on that a little bit and, and, and let us know what is Ramadan and, uh, uh, and, and what are we supposed to be doing during the month of Ramadan? I think like that's also, you know, Anna is that, that, that is really a very important question and is really vast. 
And we can touch so many points regarding Ramadan, but Ramadan in essence means, abs you know, abstaining or abstinence, you know, mm -hmm. to abstain. And many, unfortunately, many of us, we believe abstinence from food and drink. And Ramadan is far, more, far beyond that. Mm -hmm. Abstinence not from food and drink, but all kinds of vice, evil actions or things, you know, which are not you know, encouraged by Islam and values, though are those are all you have to abstain from it. Now, there's a lot of things that we can learn. You know, abstain, abstain from what? Now, if you someone's back bites and you know that you don't control the tongue, you know, in most in the month of Ramadan, try to fast. So don't try to fast, you know, you, you know, you're not eating only or drinking, but try to control the mouth in what you say. Try to control the ear in what you listen to. Mm -hmm. And these things, if you walk and fast, the limbs of the body fast, it eventually translates into something what we call iman or piety. And that's the essence of Ramadan. Because Allah says in the Quran, Qutiba alaykum I have, you know, I have decreed, I have prescribed fasting to you. Kama qutiba ala min I have prescribed if I cast. Allah says, I have prescribed fasting just as I prescribe it to those before you with what goal? And that's the thing that we need to reflect on. The goal of its legislation, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so that you have consciousness of Allah. So you gain piety. Now this piety, it is not achieved just by abstaining from food. It must be something that you must put in place. Some rituals. Because one of the benefits that Allah is, this is, this is one of the favors of the uh, favors of Allah and some of the bounties and the mercy of Allah towards us in giving us Ramadan. Because Allah makes it so easy. Uh, number one, what Allah did, Allah changed shaitan. And we are, we Muslims, we believe that during the month of Ramadan, as we, we've been told by the Prophet ﷺ, shaitan is changed. So shaitan will not have influence over us. Because we know that sometimes Satan, you know, sometimes it's ego, and some, but sometimes Satan do have, do have, you know, do do come on us, whereby mm -hmm. sometimes it affects us in our dealing with one another, in our relationships. Now during the month of Ramadan, Satan is locked. So what you need to do, and one of the things that I, is our enemy is Satan. One of the things that you know, one of the things that are our enemies is Satan, and also our nafs. Our ego, our self, our desires. Mm -hmm. So once shaitan is locked, now shaitan, we don't have the problem of shaitan. Shaitan is locked. Now the next, the next thing is our our, our desire. We tend to mm -hmm. follow what we want. We tend to we tend to be so greedy. We tend to be that's the nature of human being. We tend to be so self-centered, and we mm -hmm. tend to march towards what we want. Now in the month of Ramadan, one of the things that helps you to suppress your desire. It's when you're really hungry and stuff like you see like somebody who is really hungry. Have you seen a cereal that is really hungry? He cannot be jumping all over the place. But he he tame. He is he or she is tame. So he would not be able to do a lot of things. So the little things that the little energy that could he have, because sometimes when you have these powers in you, so much power, if you don't, if you don't have the power to control it, you abuse it and do something crazy. You you, you violate people's rights. And even sometimes you wrong yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, during the month of Ramadan, when you, you know, you fast and you weaken, then you are tame 
then you have kind of some kind of control over yourself. Now, if these you, you, you're able to control yourself to this extent and you put some effort, like reading the Quran, some good deeds, you know what? These things, eventually, you are in a workshop after 30 to 29 days, it transforms you. It transforms mm -hmm. you and you become an extra person because you know what? The environment that once puts himself he, he or she have those kind of qualities that he, he represent. He's an embodiment of those, the environment of that person lives himself. So if you leave yourself or you put yourself in an environment where the environment is spiritual, mm -hmm. now you're fasting mm -hmm. all the time, the mindset would be, I'm doing this. Because you know what? Unless you're settled, but fasting can only be done for, for, for <laughs> Allah. Because some people, I don't know whether, you know, sometimes when I think, when, when I have discussion with, you know, with my students and kids and stuff like that, so I said, you know, sometimes, you know, because I have like a seven-year-old, uh, fasting came as fasting. And I was, I would reflect, I would think of like those days back then in, in Gambia when we used to compete individual how many days you fasted. And sometimes <laughs> you just have to go behind the, you bind behind the door where nobody looks at you and take some mm -hmm. water. Yeah. <laughs> or take a good water. So I hope yeah. that, you know, but sometimes I say, you know what, <laughs> let me just give them the benefit of the doubt because they are kids. <laughs> but right now, as a grown individual, I don't know, no, unless you are serial, then you're not going to go, go into those kind of things. <laughs> right. Right, Anna? <laughs> so, so you see, Ramadan gives you that opportunity to uplift yourself spiritually. So this is the essence of Ramadan. It's not just like abstaining from food and drink, but it it, it abstinence, you know, in everything which is vice, which is evil, which is not, you know, which is not uh, about values, which mm. are not, you know, which, which is not, which is not, you know, good. So those are the things that we try to, you know, uh, to abstain from. And then, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to like its benefit, you know, uh, you know what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put inside there. Subhanallah, it is so much. That's why, you know, if you look at the Islamic history, the Prophet Sallallahu you know, his effort in worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in the month of Ramadan was always, you know, he used to go at, you know, at a high speed, you know, because of the benefits and what inside Ramadan. And we know, we know that the month of Ramadan is the month in which the Quran that we, you know, we believe in as Muslims, it was revealed. Because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Shahlu Ramadan al-ladhi unzila fi al-Quran. So you're going to see people engage themselves into reading the Quran, even though it is struggle. And even some of us who could not even read the Quran in Arabic text, they could, you know, explore the Quran. There's so many amazing things that we can find in the Quran. Now imagine the Quran was revealed like some 1,400 years ago okay. to a man who is known to be unlettered, who had never been to school. Mm -hmm. Now who, even if you write Alif, like A, mm -hmm. in the, the A, you know, what A would, would represent in Arabic, he would not be able to, he would not be able to read that. But this mm -hmm. man was able to bring a divine book that can only, that 1400 years ago, that passed the test of time. And he, the challenge was expounded to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اِخْتِلَافَتْ كَثِيرًا Allah says, would you not ponder over the Quran if this book, if it was from someone besides God, besides Allah, then you would have found a lot of discrepancy. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you go to science 
and the linguistic settings of the Quran. Because I'm trying to encourage you to explore the Quran because many people think like, okay, you know, I have to be able to read in Arabic to go and explore, but uh, to go and get, you know, know the Quran. Or, you know, it is the Quran is just like, you know, for spirituality. But they are so, you know, when the Quran talks about, I just wanted to bring this, you know, for those who are, you know, scientific, you know, into science and things like that. You no, know, Quran comes to prove, you know, so many things. Like if you go to, you know, ozonology, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you go to other discipline, uh, knowledge. Allah says in the Quran, Let me just a snippet of that one. Allah says that between the two seas, listen to this, between the two seas, there is a barrier. And between the two seas, there is a barrier that does not, they don't, you know, they don't transgress. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, and this has been proven recently by ozonologists, that between the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Sea, there is a place that they meet called Al-Gibraltar. Now, when they meet, the water properties or the features of the Atlantic Sea maintain its property, meaning that, you know, this, the amount of salt, the mm -hmm. density, and all this stuff remains the same. And mm -hmm. it overflows to the Mediterranean, whereby the Mediterranean also maintains its own properties, meaning mm -hmm. that it features the density and the amount of salt inside. Imagine, like, one, what would tell you some 1,400 years ago, where could this man come with such facts that have been just been recently proven by science? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go to all the areas, you're going to, you know, even like, you know what, when it comes to like, you know, Dr. Nafi, you know, in, in your area where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that, you know what, we fashion the human being in three layers of darkness. Mm -hmm. Imagine like, you know what, even before it takes a very strong, powerful microscope to be able to know the cells and you know the things that are going within the womb of you know from the beginning from the inception where mm -hmm. you know from the beginning going up where the you know the, the individual grow up become a you know a baby and start growing and come out you know has a you know has a baby on earth Allah mm -hmm. Taala said about this some 1400 years ago through the mouth of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mm -hmm. said we have fashioned you in three layers of darkness. And we mm -hmm. come to know that the three layers of Allah has been very specific. He said three layers of darkness, the darkness of the womb, the darkness of the placenta, and the darkness of the stomach. How would Prophet Muhammad know about these things? That has signs come to prove later that, you know, that's how human beings are fashioned or are stationed in the womb of their mother. So, you know, with the Quran, you know, this, this, this you know, with the Ramadan coming, I encourage people to explore, know about their book, connect mm -hmm. with them. Not only the reward that one gets, you know, in its reading, in its recitation, but also, you know, how can one learn so much from the Quran? And, you know, on your area of even like, you know, area of uh, specialty or your, mm -hmm. your own rights, if you go there, Allah talks about it. If you're like, you know, someone who has, you know, who's so into language there is no book in the world that is so accurate and talk in a style more than the quran mm -hmm. and you know and not only the linguistic setting of the quran makes it like for instance if i will recite the fatiha you know you know it, it rhymes so good 
but not only some people, you know, these musicians sometimes they can sing song, but again, uh, it does it it rhymes, but sometimes it does not make sense, right? I'm sorry, sometimes you know it does not make sense, it does not rhyme. But mm-hmm. if you go to, if you go to the Quran like if I Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alamin, Ar Rahmanir Rahim, Malik Yawmiddin, Iya Kana Abudu Wa Iya Kana Sta'in. Look at at the end, Ain, mm-hmm. So and also not only does it you know it it rhymes. But it makes so much sense, and you could you you find out that the one who created everything and knows everything is the only one who had made this for it to rhyme and found a lot of facts and evidence inside. So we could talk much about the Quran, but again, you know, uh, I hope you know what I just said answers the question to give you some gist about Ramadan and mm-hmm. also you know, some of the things that uh, that we need to know about Ramadan that you know the quran was revealed in ramadan so we have to explore the quran and mm-hmm. another and there are many things that we can learn from ramadan empathy just what you hide you know you just said at this at the beginning spirituality and also self-discipline and self-restraint and all these things is geared towards achieving one goal and i want to emphasize that in bold piety consciousness of allah Thank you very much. I I um want to jump in because I feel like your when you preach, I could listen to you forever. Like we could just have no <laughs> questions and just right. let you just let you flow. Why not young Because of Ramadan, so the question um and please um Ustas, feel free to also speak some wolof if you feel like you want to drive the point home so that yes. they don't miss anything in translation. Um mm-hmm. our our listeners are mostly Gambians, whether they're in Gambia or they're in the U.S. So the, 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 the question I wanted to bring up is about culture and tradition. Because mm-hmm. I feel like for us Gambians, our culture and tradition is so tied into the religion that sometimes it's hard to figure out where does culture begin and religion end. So when mm-hmm. it comes to Ramadan, the cultural practice of cooking for the in-laws and the enormous mm-hmm. financial pressure it puts on women I want to ask, does the religion support it? Because I lived in Gambia um, for two years and most recently. And while I was there, what I noticed was people, especially women, wives, were actually taking out loans from the bank Mm -hmm. just so they can cook for their njikis. They can cook for their goros. They could cook for their, to, to keep a certain social and societal level. There's these expectations of them. Togabi, the for this, the for meaty. And I wanted to ask, or is this purely cultural and traditional? Yes, regarding regarding that question, you know, I would I would say uh, it is partly, you know, traditional, traditional because of our deen did not teach us that. Yes, it was uh, it was the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I think uh, it must have been taken from from the Sunnah of the Prophet, 
you know, it is highly, highly recommended, you know, to be really generous and to be really caring. And there's a lot of reward in feeding somebody. But when it comes to an extent whereby the worship of Allah causes a burden on you or difficulty, then it becomes, it's not more worship. You cannot go and borrow money from someone and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Islam never teaches you that. Right. Because then you become you you causing a lot of problems. You think like you worship Allah, but you're not worshiping Allah. Because the deen is very simple. Yes, yeah. it was it is so beneficial to feed somebody. And the Prophet said, if you feed somebody, a fasting person, you just like you know, you give him something, a food, or even like he goes to an extent saying even a cup of water or a date, you know, if you give him to break his fast with. Allah will give you the reward of the first in person and that will not diminish nothing from his fast, from his fasting, from the reward of his fast. So you see, with that intention, that if I have something that I can share with other people, that's fine. You can do it. You can be more generous helping other people. But again, when it reaches to an extent whereby you violate or you do something haram, you do something bad, in order to achieve it, Islam never teaches, you know, never teaches you that. Now, there are other things that, you know, our culture teaches us with regards to our theme, which not many people are confused about. What people are confused about, lala, come like when it comes to Goryeg, you know, Islamic, you know, what, mm -hmm. how, it's good to, it's, it, you know, don't get me wrong, it's always good. You know, the, the reward of good is always, is always good. Allah says this in the Quran, and it always pays off. You will never be good to an extent that, you know, you regret for being good. Even though, you you know, the good may be threatened or you may feel like, you know what, people have been very ungrateful. But at the end of the day, you will be the victorious, you know, person. You, you, you will win over them. You know what? Because your heart was, or you have a clean heart towards them. And Allah will always save you from them for being good. If you're good at somebody and somebody's good, bad at you, and he thinks like, you know, or she thinks like, you know, he succeeded in slandering or being bad to you, you know, uh, don't worry about it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually will give you victory because no mm -hmm. matter how long it's going to take, Allah will always give you the upper hand. Now, it's always good to, to be good to other people. So I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, uh, lay down something so that, you know what, we're not confused about, okay, is this Ada? Is this the deen? And those who are doing it, if that, their mindset was just, you know, their mindset was just the deen, their mindset was just you change that intention to be an intention of worshiping Allah. I am doing this because I'm hoping that Allah is going to reward me for it. But not, you know, what's my ada, what's my dine, or no, Dean never teaches Dean never teaches us that. It's always good to do something good. But don't take it like, okay, that's what the Dean advocates for. That's what the Dean says. You know, just do it with the intention that you will, you are feeding, feeding a, a fasting person or you're trying to be generous, hoping that Allah rewards you, but there should be nothing, no string so that should attach, you know, that should be attached to. So I think like, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to yakale, when it comes to don't do anything wrong, don't go and lep, don't go and be, it's just like, because at the end of the day, if you try to please people, at the end of the day, those people, they're going to come against you one day. And they're going to say, you know, and then all what you got to say is, you know what? This person is, the, you know, because that's the nature mm -hmm. of it. So the most important thing, try to please God the Almighty by feeding other people. 
and don't cause, don't, don't do anything which is in violation of the teachings of Islam. And I hope if that answers your question. Yes, thank you so much. compete <laughs> Lolo pour johen nit pour nga fit nit in ramadan lolo tiabola wonte sude munu loko bulen serey sen bo patamit goro yi balal len made waye sibir ramadan bi pressure bi ngena tek sen 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 jabari domi de ngen ko wara bayi ñu bayi ko legi ma sani loko awmer okay standing i like that before you know uh, further, our Mary, let me just spin that in Mandinka for a second, because you know we got these Mandinka goros are waiting for their meals to come at Ramadan. Hold on. <laughs> let me run in there right quick. Ustas, do you speak Mandinka? <laughs> yes, I speak some. I'm oh, not very fluent, but I can, I can try. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll say a quick, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just translate what, what um, Anna just said in Mandinka as well. Madingol bibi tumbe kachamu keka wolon na nyinsunkar wato kono bitumbini ustas Usman jallo lebe kachaka bitum komong islamo e munefo about sunkar wato nyanta muneke lan manyana ka munefananke ngafendingo mung kachaja ndoro wolon komon nyinsunkar wato sita nyinyo tabiro ke lambenyo mbasambalamba adila nyola silam bitum gambia wofanan silang abinake la abinata mbila bulola because Gambia silang ibe ibe talaro kela iba sambala tomanda faularo musolbe tabiro kela wati do libita kodo dontola purdorong ya sote ibe 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 tabiro kela ibe talaro kela iba sambala molia sombe ustas nyininkaka nuwala wof kudol bijefana islam mafonga kewenya sila iko 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 ning 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 ramadan sita sunkar wato sita kamo nibo yo womanke kasiti ikamo ikadomoro di mola moye domoro ke yemo kono fandi Obe muti ya aboleti. Badi ikofana ikanata mbindi. Na kodo tebulu. Kanafo kwa ibita adontola. Ibita puru doronko. You know. Mbinkol ni mamol ni mobebe baturola. Yeta biroke ya nati. Alinka na wafananta nga wolandi. Musolka nkafo kwa inyantaka nibo wato wati. Sunkaro kono. Wafananka extra stress le nati molka. Saka anatra isemboma osi. So alinga hakilotu wafananto. Alright. Take it away awa. So my next question um for uh Uncle Usman, um my question for you, it's a it's centered around Ramadan and intimacy. There's a lot of uh questions like I've been listening to, especially now that people are more open to talk, discussing these type of issues um, lately on Facebook and so on, where, um, you know, the time of the month, some husbands decide I'm going to be in one room, the wife in another room. That's one scenario I've heard um, where, you know, they're not intimate. I've heard that you're not allowed to be intimate. I've heard where the Prophet ﷺ used to be um, very intimate with his um, with his wife and, um, you know, would even actually, um, you know, kiss her like during Ramadan while they're, you know, while Ramadan is on. So there's so many conflicting um, ideas and ideologies around 
intimacy in Ramadan. So I just wanted to see what you could share around that, um, what the Quran says and, um, you know, what is allowed, what's not, and just your views around that. Yes, I think that's very important. And there are so many misconceptions, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, intimacy, you know, even like inside Ramadan and what is the ruling. Now, when it comes to, of course, like when you're fasting, you abstain. Uh, some of the things that are legally yours and you have access to them, uh, you don't you don't touch it. And uh, it there, uh, let me just digress a little bit. It, it gives us uh, a sense of empathy to be more considerate to others, right? You know, I could, that could be the reason why other people are, uh, you know, are giving out, you know, if they can afford it, you know, because you have food, you know, on the table, you have so many, so many things for you in the fridge and everything, but you can't access them. You have your wife, but you can't go to them, you know, go to him, or, you know, you don't go to her rather. So these things are, uh, are things that we really need to be very mindful. And what, what Islam, you know, uh, what is the Islamic ruling on this thing when it comes to, like uh, our Mary said, when it comes to intimacy. Now, when you are fasting, of course, one of the things that, you know, we, people are different. I mean, let me just, you know, put this first. People are so different. And some people are, re- they can really, easy things, they can, they, their fasting could be, you know, could mess up. Because number one, if you have a relationship or, you, you know, uh, in Ramadan, while fasting, while mm-hmm. fasting, you know, your fasting is invalid. You know, that, that one is no. Now, once you break your fast, there's no problem that you want to have intimacy with your wife, with your, you know, with your partner. There's no problem. Now, but you cannot have it. What is very obvious and, you know, accepted by all scholars during fasting, you're going to do it. Now, when the prophet does it, you know, like, you know, so in love and affection to one's partner, which he was really good at, you know, in the course of, in the month of Ramadan, you can do it. But if you are so weak, some men are so weak, they can just look at women and you know what, they may out of be, they will, they may be out of their senses. And you know that there's a possibility of something that, you know what, your mind could go into something, you know, just do the safer things. That's why some scholars will say, you know what, you know, don't try to be, don't try to be, you know, you know, to, you know, to do certain things, you know. I, I don't know what kind of words I use. I didn't. That's you know, right. You know, but again, if you know that, you know, something could happen. Like, you know, some some, some people are really sick. You know, they can just look at women and, and, and then they were, you know, they may be from Senegal. Now they're in Gambia, you know, ah. or they're in America or, you know, they're in, a, in another mood. So in Islam, when you're fasting, you, you try to avoid things like that. Number one, if you know that you're weak. You know, then kissing your wife could 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 cause something, or you could take you further. Right. And, you know, right. stay away. But if you know that you know you're really strong, that that you know the, you know it would not affect you. It's not a problem. But I would I would say you know what if you're weak because I know the prophet is far more stronger than all of us. Staying away yeah. is the safest thing. If you want to do something, wait until you break your fast. The night is long, and before Ramadan, then you do what you you know you do what you have to do. But again. By staying, you know, away from, you know, sleeping different, be- you know, the different rooms. That's also, mm-hmm. you, you know, may- maybe if you if you're fasting and you're sleeping during the day, it's safer to go to it because you know what you may think like you 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 in the day and something can come up. So you don't want those kind of things to happen. But in Islam, you just don't have a relationship when you're fasting. After you break your fast, before the fast start, you're allowed to do anything that you wanted with your spouse. 
so quick mm-hmm. let me just piggyback on that just real quick so let's say you um happen to be because i just figured that i'll ask ask the question as well let's say you happen to be intimate with your partner and fajar comes and you didn't get up and go shower you know whatever they call it um yes i can't remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. is that is that allowed they are you fasting continued or are you yes, supposed to get yes. up before okay so that's yes, allowed. You, yeah you 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 allow you, you you know when you get up you know you just make sure you do your you, you do your sangu, you sangu yeah. and you know sangu the normal sangu and then you continue with your fasting there's okay. nothing wrong with that yet okay okay that makes sense all right and um i was going to say anna cuz i know that's your topic but enough <laughs> 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 i'll give that to you <laughs> all right i question with us this is just to piggyback on what you said because i remember you just mentioned something about you know sometimes you know for the man if you feel like you know um like certain things are hard and you just 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 try to sleep it off during the day so you don't get in trouble speaking yes. of sleeping during ramadan while the women are cooking <laughs> you know it would not be an episode if i let you know how i felt about this <laughs> See, no, some people some people do sleep during the day you know, <laughs> but, it's, good. you know so. <laughs> it's good it's not it's there's nothing wrong with sleeping during ramadan but what i'm trying to say is that for our women who are listening especially some of our sisters in gambia they don't have this luxury of sleeping during ramadan that as the men do yes and yes. so my question to you is that why is it that we in our culture right we love to emulate the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam right do what he does and what he says we should do mm-hmm. however our men do not help with the household work instead they say things like my dad never did that and what we need to push for in my opinion is that yes your dad did not do that but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did mm-hmm. And so we should be emulating him, not suma papa rahasud bol, suma papa jafud dom. We should be emulating what the prophet did and help our women folk. Because mm-hmm. if, if we're going to be honest, Ramadan is really tough on the women folk, especially in Africa. Mm-hmm. What we do is when we wake up, from the time we wake up, fok nga hajuk, nga mekshone sajakir amna suhur. Right? So we have... And during the day, we're busy making dinner. We're busy cooking to take it to the aunties, the moms, the cousins. So I feel like that uh, if we're going to be honest, that Ramadan is supposed to be about worship, about ibadah, right? The, the, the opportunity to connect with God. But I feel like, unfortunately, our, our women folk in Gambia miss that opportunity because they're busy working their butts off in the kitchen. You're missing prayer time. You're missing this. You're missing that. You, you don't even have time to go to the masjid to pray because mm-hmm. you're busy cooking, 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 cooking. And so I, I think we should probably start having a conversation. I, I, I was starting to bring this up earlier before we started taping that growing up in Gambia and where I am now today, Ramadan means two completely different things to me. Right. Yes, I think like, uh, you know, that's a very important point uh, that... Uh, we must uh, shed some light into because what happened is there are a lot of misconception and what you said is true uh, we we should follow the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
and he is the one that we are commanded by God to follow. And sometimes, unfortunately, we take we are selective in our worships. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what what works for us, then we just take it. If it does not work for us, no, this is we reject it, and that's not what the dean mm -hmm. calls for. Now, when you take you take the the combo, you take everything. You don't select you don't select in the dean that I, mm -hmm. I I'm more comfortable with this thing. Now, when it comes to like walking, you know, uh, let me just uh, yeah, the Ramadan is. You know, of course, worshiping Allah. But again, let me just tell you, another form of worship does not mean that you just have to tell Kurus or you have to pray Julirak mm -hmm. or the Quran. It's more than uh -huh. service, servicing. You know, just giving services is a form of worship in uh -huh. our in our faith. That you see, like even like the Prophet one of the things that he you know he 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 exemplified was uh -huh. when they used to walk. The hardest part of the job, he always take it. Uh -huh. That was the kind of person that he was. He's not like the one who takes like claims to be the leader, claims to be uh -huh. the one who is, but he always take the he always take the exemplary role. He said, I'm well, gonna well, take well, the well, well, You know, uh -huh. so he's never gonna do that. <laughs> now, when it comes to working, you know what? It should be shared, and it would be of uh -huh. good of men to share that responsibility. Now, if uh -huh. we take this thing and give it to women, we can say that's more often other, but uh, you know, right. it's not the position itself there. So Islam, you know, the Prophet you know, used to do like you know household work, you know, chores of this, the house and sewing and all these stuff that you know mm -hmm. some of us, you know, uh, what we find ourselves that's the norm and the culture, and you know we just inject it to us, you know, and as mm -hmm. a result we just feel like you know what this is how I, my dad used to do it, and this is mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you come to the house, you know, you know you get to find me say oh you know my dad used to do this and you know because some of the things that they did which are not in conformity with the teaching of Islam. Mm -hmm. In the most respectful way, we have to make sure we tell them that, you know what, we tell, we discuss it and tell them that, you know what, it's not like we're disrespecting them. It's just mm -hmm. like, we okay, this is the teaching of the Islamic religion. Let us adopt to this one, because this is the one that our beloved prophet adopted to. And mm -hmm. we are obliged and we are commanded as Muslim to follow Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, so again, uh, I'm, I'm in, in, in here, you know, I think like, you know, you, uh, you've been fighting for, for women you know, for the, our ladies, let me just like appeal to our men folk to, to please, mm -hmm. you know, to be more sympathetic, you know, to, mm -hmm. to exercise empathy, to, mm -hmm. to, 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 to share the responsibilities and we can all hold on to someone, you know, somewhere, mm -hmm. somewhere in the household chores and stuff like that. Or we can, mm -hmm. you know, I think like there must be a decree that we have to put there to be like a day that women, men has to go to Marseille this time. Not, not only like, you know, women, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> to go to Marseille. So maybe, I like maybe, that. maybe we need to fight for, we, we, we need to work on that. But again, yes. you know, but again, if uh, for those women who are also engaged into these things, you know, you know, they can, you know, let their intention be very clear that, you know, uh, Allah will definitely, you know, definitely reward them. And if men step up too to help them, Allah will definitely, you know, help, you know, reward them too. But again, uh, we just don't ascribe it with the teaching of Islam. Because, uh, you know, there are so many things, our ada, our tunya ada, the teachings of deen, you find out when you make recite that there are things which we do, it has no place in our in our deen. Mm -hmm. But our ada advocates, and it's mixed to an extent that you don't know which is Islam and which is the ada. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Do you have another question for Ustaz? I'll, I have one more, but I'll, I'll hold on to it so you can ask your question. 
Okay, so real quick, what I wanted to ask is, for example, Gambia is known for, you know, just a country where we have a harmonious coexistence of Christians and Muslims living together, where mm-hmm. we have patience and tolerance for the two religions. And um, I wanted to ask, uh, my question is for the couples who one is Christian and one is Muslim, what can Christians who are married to, to Muslims do to support their partners during Ramadan? The, can, you, can you repeat the question again, please? Sorry. Yeah, sure. So, so the question is, what can Christians who are married to Muslims do to support their partners during Ramadan? I think like the best thing that they could do, you know, uh, is just, just to, to help them in exercising their, their 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 religious obligation. Now, if you have a, a you know a girl who is married to a Muslim uh, a Muslim man, uh, it is it is really very important that to make sure that you know they support them, to make sure that they don't violate uh, you know uh, your husband does not violate the commands of Allah. Like you know, for instance, mm-hmm. you know have a relationship you know inside Ramadan, even though you know when even you know you need the person or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. essentially, just try to support them to make sure that they fulfill their religious obligation. And that's the, the best advice that I can give to you know, some of the, the ladies or the girls that are married to Muslim men. I think that, that's, that's a good question. So I know, Uncle Usman, I know you have to leave because you have another meeting. Mm-hmm. So we definitely want to uh, thank you for taking time to... Um, be with us, share your wisdom, your knowledge uh, today. But I'll give you, I'll give, I know that um, Dr. Nafi had a quick question. So I'll let you um, have your question real quick. Um, And then we can continue the three of us to just discuss, kind of wrap up what we heard today. Oh, thank you, Awa. Um, So I, I think, I guess my one question that I have um, is that, well, I have a couple because I can talk to you all day. <laughs> but um, the one question that I would ask, uh, which I, it's something I noticed is, uh, that happens in Gambia, is that why is there a rush in the Gambian culture to get married right before Ramadan? I don't, I, I just, I, I, that I've never understood. Do you maybe know why that is? You know, right before Ramadan, when everybody that you know is getting married, Right before during Ramadan. Ramadan, even during Ramadan, and it's 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 interesting to me to see it because I I I've noticed five different women that I know just got married one week before Ramadan, and every year it seems to be a pattern and a rush where, you know, this marriage happening right before Ramadan. Is there something specific in the in the in the in the Quran about that, or is that more of a cultural thing? Do you know, or do you have any idea? Uh, I think like that is more more of a culture. It has no <laughs> basis on our faith, uh, like rushing to get married, you know, in Ramadan or inside Ramadan or before Ramadan. Our teaching, the basis, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, the rules of getting married, you know, it's, it, it has never specified that get married before Ramadan or in Ramadan. So these are some of the things that we, we take and uh, which are so baseless that, uh, you know, uh, we tend to, you know, find ourselves into or our own people, you know, getting themselves into. But again, it's always good to get married whenever, you know, what the prophet has told us that, you know, uh, don't delay two things when it's time to pray, 
and when you see mm. a partner to get married mm. and you know that you're compatible don't don't delay you know mm. and okay. get married if you know that you, you you know you have to get married but again do not wait for ramadan or say oh ramadan is about to start let's just you know i think that those are wrong wrong you know mindset or conception that people have for this ramadan right right because i feel like what, what to me my understanding looking out to it 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 feels like it per, it perpetuates the culture that women are there to help with the cooking and serving. So you better get married right before Ramadan. You're crazy. I'm just saying. I mean, am I the only one who sees it that way? Because the men are like, well, I need somebody to cook my dinner. I need to get. <laughs> I, I need to marry this woman right before Ramadan. Yeah. I mean, go and then go. I'm just asking. That's that's true. Yes, you. That's very true. <laughs> and that could be the case, you know. But again, it it has no basis on our faith, you know. It's right. not, you know, it's not what thank Islam or teaches. Well, thank you so much, you. um, Uncle Osman, Ustashala, for joining us today. We really appreciate your insight and your wisdom, and we look forward to hearing from you. Hopefully, sometime soon. Next time, we'll invite you, and we have more in-depth conversations. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. I, okay. you know, thank you so much, Nafi, Anna, and you know, uh, our mashallah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ustas. Right. Thank you, Ustas. Appreciate. Right. Till next time, guys. So, um, well, we have to do a quick wrap up because what we heard today, I just thought that maybe we could share that, shed some light of that in Wolof, especially the question that I had around intimacy, because that's something that I know that, um, you know, I, I think I heard it on Facebook recently. And then um, people ask, like, you know, while you're on Ramadan, you're not supposed to be intimate, you're not supposed to hold hands, you're not supposed to kiss or whatever. And as he pointed out, well, obviously, you know, the Prophet was doing it, but, you know, obviously he has maybe a stronger will than mm-hmm. majority of men do. Um, but I mean, you know, I guess it just depends on the guy. Um, but I think that's something that maybe we can just um, share quickly, like in our local languages so that they understand. Mm-hmm. And the question that you had um the last question that you had, I think Anna and, and Nafi both, just to highlight that. Mm-hmm. And then we can just wrap up on lessons learned and we move on. All right. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, te wahtan nenfi, te nenfi indi ustas Usman Jalo, purmunyo leral nyu lubari, a question yubari yo hamne len am si, si, where korbi. Where kor nak, Dr. Nafi latenefi question bu am solo. Mune weri korbi danga gizne amna halay gur yu bari nyunge daudi uti jabar. Ndah legi deng takasen fiti, ndah deng yu utkule na togal ndogu. Wai amna nyu bari nyu hamne raid bala nyone weri kor dona rekune kange dem taki jabar. So, Osman, Ustaz, wahna fine, Ustaz, Osman, wahna fine, lolu nekut si al-Quran bi, lolu nekut si din bi. Dikte wun ken purunga dem uti jabar right before before we record. So, lo, lo, suny adala, nyun Gambia ni. Nyun nyoko invental suny bopa. So, bulen ko jil, teko, ne yon bi si din la mota hin gai taka jigendi. So, bugi taka, munga taka anytime. Lumfi wah moine, si Quran bi lin liyala wah moine, bul tang hamlu, sunyowe si juli, bul tang hamlu, sunyowe si taka. 
so how many danga gisko how many dengen compatible sen holi andona nga buga ko taka takal ndang weri ko landa do weri ko lolu amudara pour defal defal du tax ngay wara jël jigen ni dang ko indi sakir def ko jabar legi lenen tamit luñ fi waxtan moy ne yi fi teddo si weri ko gi su de jikara jabar yenang sen bir ker gi um ustaz waxna fi ne su de yow gor gi degger nga wa mun nga tie sa loxo jabar mun nga fon sax sa jabar si 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 geme nyambi lolu du tax mu dok sa or bi however mm-hmm. yow su de da nga xamne yow degerulo hitna su de so foni sa jabar da fa tax sa xel dem fu ñaaw wala su de da nga tie sa loxo jabar da fa tax sa tubey bi toy dem da nga bayyi bul fon sa jabar bu tie sa loxo jabar so bu geete da sax si bicik pour pour nap pour nelaw touti ndax nga wéri koor bi xam nga ndax time bi pass bulti da ci sem lal bi ak sa jabar su de yow da nga xamne xam nga hejna sa 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 goor bi dina taxaw because lolu dafa dok sa sa or bi so nit ki nak so desna ci yow yen xale yi goor bi desna ci yen ba pare xale yi jigen yen ni nga xamne yen ngi sem bir ker ak sen sen jekari bu len de tapas sen jekari suñu suñu or ba pare yow jigen bi yow tam ci sa bopa su de da nga xamne so foni sa jekar dafa toyal sa dros bi lolu bayiko because lolu dafa dok sa or bi way su de yow nek nga jigen go xamne degger nga degger go xamne mun nga fon sa jekar mun nga tie loxom te du tax sa xel bi dem fu ñaaw kon lolu ayut yen ñaar so len amé understanding bobu mun gëna continuer di di um am you know intimacy yifi tiente loxo ay yifi fonante way yenange or way su ñewé ci yifi teddo muné dédét lo muna teddo sa ak sa jabar wala ak sa jikar wal yangé or awa mère tam laaj na fi wax bo xamné laajte bu am solo la muné so teddo ak sa jikar wala sa jabar ci gudi ba paré jogulo pour sangu janaba fajar fajar ñew ndax mun nga continuer di or oustaz bi muné waaw muné mun nga jok nga sangu sa janaba ba pare nga continuer di or so so ame relations ak sa jabar wala sa jikar si gudi ba pare ngeen nelaw mun ngeena hey suba sangu janaba ngeen continuer sen or so lo lañ fi wax lana lana explain lañ fi wax mo ñi nga xamne serign yi nga xamne ñu ngi seya gourmet wala gourmet yi nga xamne yene ngi seya serign wéri koor bi yow mi gourmet bi mun nga dimbalé sa jikar wala sa jabar ñam mun nga ko dimbalé togal ko iftar wala mun nga ko dimbalé fatali ko ne ah fim nek ni juli jotna de takusan jotna de timis jotna de su ko defé mu mëna jox dem juli té waxtu bi bum ko raw so ci nonu yow mi gourmet ci bir sey bi mun nga support sa jikar ndax sa jabar dimbalé ko ci wéri koor bi ndax or bi mëna mëna agalé am lenen tamit luñ fi waxtan moy docteur nafi Docteur Nafi amna lom Docteur Nafi balama fatali ma lol lacce luma faté Ah faté won na sax de I don't remember what question I had was Mom suma ronga ñangéral parce que ana leave it to ana Wa okay bon Docteur Nafi harama pass la ko yo Docteur Nafi mom wa jo defal man ning ko bu gaaw rek Anna, I think was it was it about the men helping out at home cleaning? Jeri jeff, jeri jeff, popular, popular. Lola bugona wahati. Doctor Nafi da falaj ustas bi munes weary korbi. Nyun den am ada bo hamne su weary kor jote halay jigeni a jabari nyo ne kasi wine bi den yo dang dangi den yo duga marse den yo nyipi den yo toga. So bis bi yep ñom ñu ngi liggéey liggéey yu toga pour make sure ne yena ngi am lolé na ndogo yena ngi am lolé na hédé so mune 
lim la te moy ne ndax lolu fena suko defé xalé yu gori ak jëkkar yi tila di nelaw jigen ni nekk ci wañ bi so oustaz bi muné si su ñëwé si yi fi wéri koor jigen soy toga ya ngi def service so lolu tam tiabola so sa jëkkar su nekké ci biir nek bi di wirna rek way yow ya ngi gëna di toga di démarcher lolu tam tiaboya tiabola si yow so bul ko sété comme né yo yay def ligey bi yep because ligey bi nga def tamit yalla ko gis te dina la ko delo wonte tamit xalay gori war gena jop di dimbalé sen jabari because wax nañ fi ne yonante bi daf daan dimbalé jabaramit so yen yen mi bu len ñu wax ne sen papay duñ ko daan def sen papay suñ ko def yonante bi daf ko daan def so set len si yonante bi yen tamit ngeen jok taxawu sen jigen ni ci biir wañ bi taxawu sen jigen ni ci biir dining room bi ndax dañoo set table du ne joxe dépenses rek doyna emout fofu so lolu tamit waxtan non nagn ko fi so harama joxla ko docteur nafi su ko defé yo tam nga wax suñ gaay ci mandinka jerejef ana thank you so much mbari ngol bitun ko mo nga fo nyaamen kabri nga mandinka kango fo do mandin wolom bi mbe 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 ramadan ko le katcha kan sunkar ko mbe wala katcha kan bi morning ustaz usman jallo so mba nyinin ka ka diamu jamal la bitum muya lonko islamo ya fo anin kool muya lonko islam ya mune fo wuto anamam fo mune fo fananto because ku jamal bi je fanan adole katinan ka ku dolke gambia manke manke dinoti so bitum bi mba nyinin ka ka jamale ku kilingo nga nyinin ka no munna wolon doronko a mune ya tinna nin sunkar wato binas e mo jamal mbari borie ta mu sonyini yeta futula musol bebi sunkutol bebi futula a a a sunkar wato binasila niko atuta a a tilida muyaje sunkutula so bitumbe nyimbo wanyinin kaka wala fo wodun wamu dino la quality ban fo fo adole yatinan kawoke so ustaz be mum fo kanu wolon ko wo wo manke dinoti wamu adole ti because dino e mum fo wolon ko kufula imanyan na kaw 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 kamewala kaw kaw batu ku ku follow wala ni salwato sita we wul yeta sali wo islam ko imanyan na kabatum batum doroke wato ku fula njango wala ni musoje lafta futula kana batum batum doroke o fananto so bari wo amanyan ko ikiye batu ko a fenkole sita a ramadan le sita you know sunkaro le sita batu ngata musoje ni sai hani ise musoje nyini no wato wati kar ni sangoni kono ni musoje wato wati laftala sita futu manya na ke batu doron fo sunkaro sita doron ngata fo ko nga futu ni yaaje mo jama be o fananke la batu ngata musoni ni pour nga soto mumbe sunkar mono tabilanye mumbe simon tabilanye mumbe suro tabilanye wo manya na tinna la nga fo ko bita musoni ni na sunkar wato wo manke musu futu koti so musoni yaaje lafta futu le ka futu le hani sunkar wato man si so nga ko katcha jele a fem fulanja nga mum fanan katcha wolon kuoti komu nin sunkar wato be siri inyanta kam munni mune ni kema ani munni mune manyanna kake so ustaz ye mun sene yandi je wolon ko komu futuo futuo fangoten woni be sundi ibuka wokeno bar ni sunte oke yo way se futu ni la muso se futu no wokasitive so bitunga nyin nga nyin karo fananke ko wati dol bi je ni ni kema futu ta suto ten so so mandake te nyina taka ke ku kay ku janabala be la sungo telale ustaz motay ni wulta ni 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 kema futu ta suto ni wulta so mandadro yela ye ku yela janaba ku oke ye kontinela ila 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 sungo la wome la sungo tinya 
so ngkong o fanam fo isaje molia yo fanang onrasta so bitung sabanjang o fanang ngamungka ngamungfo nyimfutu kuoto wolongko uh, uh, you know um, kila muhammed sallallahu alaihi wasallam ate anala sunkar wato a uh, uh, ikaje la wati do la kala musobulo muta wala hanika nyosumbu fanteng ika wata ya trebe sunde so bitung ustaz ko woto bitung je mol nyantale ye hakilo to because mol fatatale modol bi jele muyalon koy bambantale isela musobulo mutano kasite woto muyalon koy isela musosumbuno ten kasite woto akobari ni mu manke mo bambandingo ti ni mo bulo mutate wala mo mo sumbuten dore kata kudol le fana mira woto mun site la sungotinya ako woto kakari woke natre manke mo ba ite ite bulumuto ke no la ite sumburo ke no la tengota ndi memira ku kote na mun site la sungo batandi woto kanake bar ni mu moti mu yalon koy sele mu so bulumuto tengal be kacalal be tamala silo kan wo man kasiti nyaye wo wo man wo fana manke kasiti an kana foko dronko nin sun karobe kering imanya na kela mu so fango jube imanya na kela mu so bulumuto because sun ka wo bila sun karoti nyala ko manke to nyati wo natara doron imam bambanno yo woto kanake barin kanafo mobe ko man obo islam man so wala koy mawfo so labandango labandango labantamu fola drone wolonko islam ko no fana yemun fo wolonko a ngamun fo kay nga kacchani nin ka wolonko e sunkaro ko ibitamar sewoto ibina musol be tabiro ke la be dunnay be funtila ke wolbe laarengi be sinola wala be wirdola so bitun islam yemune fo wolonko so ustaz yemun fo wolonko yaaje islam yemun fo wolonko musolla tabironing ila tani na marsawtonin fenko wobe tiyabole bije ni oke ramadan tiyabole be woto be service munke kawonya ako bari ngang hakilo fanantuje because a a a ninna ke jamal mbambarin ke jamal kafole ko ndete tabirkela ndebole kukela ndedindi mutala because mfama ma woke ndol ma wolong ma mol ma woke ako ngang hakilo tu woto because nying uh, 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 prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam ate akatabiro kelenu akadindi mutokele aka akafitaro kele aka hanikararo be aka obekelenu abe makoy rola suukon akobi tunga wunga nga prophet la kuole juben kana fokombe mbem famal la kuole jubela bayri fama make kana jube fama la kuota jube doronkila yake nyamen ifana yake wonya wolo nyantele kama koy roke suokono kamusol fana di you know ke ke ka ke ke buloy lanka yema koy because aka kolye tol fana male sakatuma sunkarwato so nga nga balafa soto musol fana yenge ma koy suokono kana fo dronkon tol belare mbi batule tole na do morona tena wole ka suokono fana ndiande so nakachabe keta wole ti bibitun fo wati ko tembitu yamoy okay all right guys Good job. I mean like wow, y'all are just amazing. This language is I mean amazing, amazing. Yeah. So I guess we'll just wrap up um just yeah. you know some takeaways and then we'll call it a night. This was really a really good episode. I actually learned a lot just from listening to some of your questions and then from from him too. Um some of the wisdom and knowledge that he shared um was definitely very um very modern i would say um in his views and then obviously based on what the quran i thought it was very fair um because some questions i've i've listened to um others when they preach and you know that last question about helping around the kitchen and so on and i've heard where it's twisted that it's the obligation you know of the woman to do that so i was very pleased with his answer um so 
uh, I just I just thought um, well my key takeaways is really to just get to like he like he said I think in his um, second round where he was describing the Quran and what Ramadan um, really meant and encouraging mm-hmm. everybody to really learn yes. taking time to read and learn and I thought that was really good so for me that was um, that meant a lot just to listen to him say that it just um, really sealed um, my thought process around it. I mean, I think we kind of had those uh, discussions earlier on, like, hey, like, why are you listening to people? Like, like, read, like, use your own common sense. And he's just saying that. So you can make your own, you know, decisions and, and, and understanding and comprehending and comprehension around what the Quran says. So I really like that. So what about you? Um, I would say, I would say very similar to yours. My my biggest thing, takeaway from what he said, it's very similar to yours, our Mary, in that he mentioned that we should learn and read the Quran, you know, for mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, month of Ramadan, yeah, but more, you know, anytime, but more, mm-hmm. more, more so during Ramadan, for us to read the Quran and know more about it. You know, we talked about this in our last episode where, Sometimes we're reading the Quran and the surahs and we're not connected to it because we have mm-hmm. no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I, I appreciated that he, he said that we should read, you know, seek more knowledge and not just wait around for your husband to teach you what mm-hmm. Islam says about something. You can learn it on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Which we, we, as adults, we shouldn't wait to be spoon fed about our own religion. Right. And so Sometimes I think that we need to take, you know, the onus is on, is on us for us to, to, to you know, um, take it on ourselves and actually learn more about what, what Islam says versus what it is that culture is dictating for us to do. That's, that's all on us to, to, to pretty much get ourselves educated about that. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. he, he, he said that. And I think the takeaway for me is that during Ramadan for, you know, especially our women folk, to make sure that this is a really special month, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would I would hate for, for, for the women folk to sometimes lose the opportunity of what it truly is about. And so we're busy doing other stuff. Yeah, we're busy taking care of the family. We're busy cooking. We're busy doing this. So at the end of the night, you barely even have time to put in a couple rakas for, for, for like uh, nafil, right? Because you're so right. exhausted. So we need to make sure that we take advantage of what this month is really about, mm-hmm. you know? And so even if we have to do it at home, we want to make sure that, you know, um, how do we find ways to, to get our, uh, our itikaf at home, you know, like our worship and all that stuff too. We need to make sure that we get it in, you know, and not lose the opportunity to, you know, for, 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 for the gr- greatness of Ramadan. So make sure that women... Our women folk, you know, you know, try to get in as much of, of your prayer, as much of, you know, whatever else, the worship or whatever else that you have to get in. Don't get too lost in the sauce about having to take care of everything and this and this and that, and that you miss out on the one-on-one um, time with uh, your maker, you know? So that's, that's, that's what I would say. Anna, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Um... I think the biggest takeaway for me was him saying that this is the month to remind us of the importance of being God conscious. Mm-hmm. And for someone who, you know, tries to live a life where I'm very conscious, I think 
what what this holy month does is just remind us um, just to be God conscious, just to be an obedient server, and yeah. to also make sure that you know we always remember God in all our acts, in mm. all our thoughts, in everything that we do. And for me, that's what resonated the most. And I don't want to belabor the point, but um, I felt like that message really hit home for me. So thank you so much, our Mary, for connecting us with your uncle Osman, Ustas Jalo. It was really just great having him on this episode. And we definitely look forward to having him on more episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. all right ladies Good all right night. till Good next night. time bye, bye.